a large portion of the veterans in this space will tell you the number one thing that you need to be an expediter is not speed, but patience. Looking at it from outside, people wouldn't people would know that. The voice you heard at the top was that of Atlanta, Georgia-based Breon Thomas, aka Bree the Expediter, who went into business pre-COVID with a cargo van hauling leased first to an intermodal-focused business, then moving into Motor Carrier Authority, and along the way, realizing that his social media efforts to tell his story of establishing the business might well be as, a, as valuable as the hauling, at least when it comes to a goal of being a leg up for members of his community. I'm Todd Dills, and in this edition of Overdrive Radio, we're going to hear more from Thomas about his efforts to serve as something of a translator of the language of business to the aspirational among all sorts of folks who've gotten a glimpse of the cargo van expediting niche and the business ownership potential within it. There's a large need for millennials like myself. And I I, I also seen that the way that they're looking to fill the millennial gap that needs to happen to move the transportation um, forward is it's being done in a way that is not in the language that we speak. Part of his source material? Near the end of our last conversation, one of two we've had leading up to this podcast, he noted that, among other resources, he'd found Overdrive's Partners in Business Manual, co-produced with ATBS, and the online series uh, to be particularly useful for aspiring business owners. Regular Overdrive readers will know we released the 2022 edition of the manual, The Mid-America Trucking Show, in late March. It's available now for download via overdriveonline.com PIB. So for the remainder of today's edition of Overdrive Radio for Tuesday, May 24th, 2022, sit back and take in the story of how military veteran Breon Thomas made his journey from a childhood in Chattanooga to cargo van expediting. A lot of it is quite elemental. I know now, but I did not know that uh, nature was a, a a transcendent thing that like definitely could get you, allow you to have like time with yourself to kind of recollect your thoughts. And um, some of it is exceptional. Now I got a guy that makes like three hundred thousand dollars a year as a dispatcher for vans. And, and throughout, there's a motivation to be certain that his experience is not wasted solely on himself. If you weren't born like. In a like an entrepreneurial situation, you don't know any entrepreneurs, you're gonna approach this like you have done everything else in the past, which is hustle, 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 hustle. You brick, you 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 hit a brick wall when you hustle. Because entrepreneurship is about systems. There's much more where that comes from. Along the way, you'll see Brian Thomas is a songwriter too. Before we get to the end, we'll hear some of that via a track he put a video together for whose imagery showcases scenes of the proverbial van life, expediting. Here's a taste. All right, bring it in, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh. Right, red and blue, I was scared of you. But now I can cheer, cause he doesn't get a spirit of fear. Look, people's laughing, but My story really starts 
like when I got out of the military, like most people, when they get out of the military, they have like a little bit of an adjustment period, kind of getting back to regular life. I know now, but I did not know that uh, nature was a, a a transcendent thing that like definitely could get you, allow you to have like time with yourself to kind of recollect your thoughts and uh, right, help right. you adjust more, right? So. When I first got back, I just tried to jump right back into like my regular family life and everything. And, and it just it just did not feel right. I could not make those same connections. I wasn't myself anymore. And so uh, what one I seen a video about a van and I was like, yo, I got to figure out how to get I, I want to do that. Like I, yeah. whatever this is, I want to do that because it just it felt like peace. It felt like it it made sense so i went on a journey trying to figure out how do i get in a van how do i get paid to drive and be on be on the road long story short um i um prior to being in the military even while i was in the military i always worked um in logistics and transportation with fedex and um, various other companies so i was like man well this makes sense i could get paid to deliver freight as well as be on the road and kind of have that time i needed to adjust so 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 I, I became I became my own um like I, I became my own operator. Um, yeah. I bought a van. I leased on to a intermodal LTL deliveries delivery company here in Atlanta. That got me like a few steps closer to what I actually wanted to do. And so I just like most people, I just kept asking questions, and then I you know I found out about you know having an um, MC number and being dispatched off of low boards. Yeah. Um, and that that could get me over the road like I wanted to be. So um, I leased on with a logistics company called AB, ABC Logistics, and they were running they were running me like all over the country. Yeah. And then and then I also uh, I also got got my own um, loads and start building relationships with people in the industry. Like I uh, like Sheree Moore, she trucking. She helped me do some of, some of my branding. I found some other on, online people that helped me kind of like build my social media presence, which once I started doing that, I started meeting other dispatchers and people that ran ran freight and um, just start right. putting, putting things together. And probably like a year into it, COVID hit, right? Two weeks before this, like everything hit the fan, I had just bought a brand new van. So, yeah. so when it hit, the freight slowed down because like it's very uncertain so for me i'm like yo like i gotta find a way to like continue making money but all all through this time like a few months prior to like COVID hitting and me getting in the second van i have been documenting my process on social media so people have started asking me questions and so some of my mentors was like well you know you can charge to answer these questions I started consulting people on how basically just sharing my story and leading them through how I did it. And they, a lot of people started like started getting vehicles and do, like following my process. Right? right. So when COVID hit, that was a great opportunity for me to figure out like, all right, listen, the load slowed down. How can I create some other streams of income so that like I can make this new van payment? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, so I start, I start offering, um, I start offering my um, consultations and pushing that more. I created a community which was like a like a to to build an intellectual property online. Um, 
And that in intellectual property is called the expeditus argument, like the X I got behind me. We were speaking over Zoom video conference, and indeed, Thomas had set up a custom background with the expeditors logo. That's expeditors, X-P-E-D-I-T-E-R-S, minus the typical initial E. Just the opportunity to encourage people, you know, um, right. during hard times not to give up, you know, you can make it. And so it's a motivational brand, but then I, I do offer services to teach people how to get into the expediting industry. And so this started off with like 200 people. Now we have about 15,000 all over um, social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And the beautiful thing is it's not just numbers. Like I've, I've had some of the most like amazing conversations online with men all over the country that from my videos, they went out and started their own their own expediting companies and now they feed in their families and um they grew some of them grew from getting out of jail now i got a guy that makes like three hundred thousand dollars a year as a dispatcher for vans and i got another guy that started um he started in a cargo van now he got a box trucks now he's running on um amazon so got another guy um he's seen my stuff and he started a hot shot business and he reached out to me after he did everything it was like yo you know um I have a pro he was telling me like I got he had a problem reading, but like being able to see videos and content like I created allow him to become an entrepreneur and a business owner as well. So you got all of these entrepreneurs that typically would not have had a connection point of how they could build their own businesses because you know, whether it's getting out of jail or having learning disabilities, like like becoming an entrepreneur is hard. But having those added things right. makes it almost impossible. But like, I really like simplified it and helped a lot of people kind of see themselves successful vicariously through me. And I would attribute one of my keys of success that I teach all of the people that come to my platform is the first thing you got to do is market research. And the, the testament to that is that I'm in front of you right now. Thomas, in his own market research into expediting in a cargo van, found Overdrive's Niche Hall series installment about it, The Lowdown on Downsizing, published in April 2019 and featuring fellow former military members Darren and Trish Ayers, then running in a van leased to Landstar and with their CDL credentials allowing them access to high-dollar military hazmat freight. Find a link to that in-depth series in the show notes or search Lowdown on Downsizing at overdriveonline.com. Those stories led Thomas to the longtime online community around the expeditorsonline.com site and the Expedite Expo show, where he built connections with long-established companies like Tri-State and others. Learning more then about the history of the broader expediting niche and the broader trucking business in the process. When people think of trucking, they think only of, of high volume, 53 foot. And so what I found in expediting is that there's a place for everybody in transportation. There's a lot of different uh, little ways to, uh, to, to do it, you know, and yeah. there's all kinds of different, um, different freight and different kinds of vehicles. And yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, and there's infrastructure uh, surrounding all those little things that supports it. 
yeah. it's uh it's definitely like uh, i mean all all the trucking is pretty much like that you know it's uh people like to talk about it as this big monolithic thing right but really it's just a lot of small networks you know that i like have. that word by the way monolithic that's, that's a really good <laughs> word yo. that's a really good word <laughs> okay okay <laughs> when did you I go want- to expedite expo was that last year that you went La- yep last yeah. year it was a beautiful experience i can tell you man like my experience from coming from that um, I met this. I met this amazing lady named Andrea. She was a recruiter for Tri-State, and she introduced me to their CEO. Right, yep. but from from the connection with with uh, from tri, with from the connection with Tri-State, one thing that I I I knew that I could do really well was make the 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 expediting journey chewable for people from my community. Cause as soon as I say, yeah, we, we sleep in the van, they be like, (laughs) 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 they be like, hello, what? (laughs) But, but, um, um, through connections, you know, and being able to read and study, I was able to like really translate this statement sleeping in a van to a demographic of people that was used to efficient living already. Like our, our, we come from very humble environments, even though we think that they like, ama- like not amazing, but we, we doing the best we could, the vastness of like what is out there. But if you never been like exposed to so it's all of these, like, and I told Mike that I said, hey, like what, what I can help do is like introduce your brand and your company to another demographic that have never seen this before. Because I think once you get into the transportation industry, you get consumed by it dang there. And it's like, it's like to hear somebody say that they don't know what a BOL is, or to hear somebody to say that they don't know what a low board or or a line hauler, these different terms that we say when you're surrounded by it, it's be like, you be like, really? But see, I know coming from that veteran, I've always kept that with me and realized that, yo, it's a lot of people that 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 the the connections that I was able to make between. My two realities, they, it's not that those cre- that those connections are able to pe- be made. So that's really what like expediting is about, like helping people that didn't even know that like the LTL industry was a thing that they could actually um, take their small amount of saved up money and start today. You know what I'm saying? Like this is something that's something that you can like actually start today. And once I got into it, I realized like, uh, there's a large need for millennials like myself. And I, I, I also seen that the way that they're looking to fill the millennial gap that needs to happen to move the transportation um, forward is, is being done in a way that is not in the language that we speak. Right. And so that's what, that's really the success of my audience is because like I've, I've been, I never, I never not spoke in my own tongue to explain what expediting or to explain what the supply chain was. I always kept it into my cultural understanding and just translated what I got 
from an expedited expo, from what I got from leading the Overdrive magazine and 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 brought it to a chewable form. Yeah, you're trying to bring I'm, bring bring along community people, people with you that aren't here already, which yeah, makes it, no sense. Yeah. By the way, I got a I got a bad story. Not gonna lie, but just a little. I was I was trained and mentored by an evangelist. Okay. I'm talking about all over the world. Like I've been all over the world walking up to pure strangers, telling them my story, right. and sharing my faith. This is this is before I went went to college, you know. Right. So 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 once I found out about the good news of transportation, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna spread the good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna. I know how to do this, right. and then I found out that that. That the industry needed it. I think I can solve my part of that. You know, I, mean, I can yeah. I can be a part of solving my part of that. Do you still have your van, or did you have two vans at one point, or did you? Just, I had uh, two vans. Yeah, two. I had yeah. two vans. I cast one of them in in that uh in the COVID in the COVID vehicle shortage. Like they was paying like crazy amounts of money yeah. um, for used vehicles. And I knew that my vehicle could bring more because it was a utility vehicle. It was a shortage on vans. Guess when I sold it? Yeah. I sold. I sold. I sold my older cargo van right before. Uh, right before uh, peak season, I got the same amount of money that I paid for it. But now my van, my van now is a. Uh, the motor, the motor went out. It, it, it's in a shop, and they were like, the motor that was needed to replace was like on back call, you know what I'm saying? Like Those proverbial post-COVID supply chain issues, we know too well, right? Thomas, like so many out there, is essentially waiting on equipment. To top the pain of that, the used vehicle warranty he purchased when he got into that newer van isn't going to cover the ultimate powertrain replacement, given he was just beyond the mileage limitations stipulated in the warranty. Lesson learned there of a fashion, he said. Meantime, he continues his outreach and education mission to the next generation of expedited entrepreneurs. I, I take this approach to everything. Um, pain is a platform. This happened for me to be able to connect with other people in the industry that will, that want to start businesses, may not, may maybe not have checked out the overdrive, uh, uh, how to start a <laughs> transportation company yet. They just didn't know about it. Right. And um, but they know that they had something that could, if they hustled enough, that it could carry them over. Like that's a lot of people's story that even reached success. That they hustled to the point, and then they got them a team and helped them put the thing together. And so, like for those 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 type of people, I'm like, yo, this is my story. These are the things that I did wrong, yeah. and this is how I would encourage you to correct it through research. You know, finding your cost, uh, what in 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 starting off with 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 that approach. So. Like as I journey through my 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 journey through transportation industry, I think the biggest thing is that now you know with me maturing in the space, uh, now I'm able to like lead all of those people that look for me for their various questions about expediting a cargo van or want to start up, you know, want to start their own business. Now I got the bumps and bruises to be able to say, you know, the first step you need to start is that cost per mile. Don't buy a van yet. Get you some relationships, <laughs> you know. The guys that uh, that 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 came to my like came to my page and like that's been learning. He was like, "Bree, I can't read," right. and that touched me because like 
like I was in special education in school and I told you a little bit about this, but, but I know what, one thing that I know is, is for, for the entrepreneur out there that's like him. And that's also like, like me, when I, when I was introduced to, you know, like I was telling you the TBS, these, these types of businesses, um, transportation business solutions, Thomas specifically is referencing there the Haven TBS company out of Wisconsin. One among many business services providers uh, included in that is Overdrive's partners in business co-producer, ATBS, of course. They're a breath of fresh air to people that, like him and myself, that feel choked out of entrepreneurial situations due to, like, most of you know coming up this is a whole this is definitely an important conversation so coming up we were trained to be employees yeah. and employees don't have like you only typically it's like you'll be all right if you work and and, and work the amount of hours you're gonna get a paycheck and you can take care of your bills because you you know how much those are right but when you become an entrepreneur all of those administrative tasks that was like done by some fairy godmother by the company now it all falls on you and so if you had never if you weren't born like in like an entrepreneurial situation you don't know any entrepreneurs you're going to approach this like you have done everything else in the past which is hustle 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 you brick you 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 hit a brick wall when you hustle because Entrepreneurship is about systems. Motivational speakers and the people that speak to our culture, the Les Browns of the world, the uh, the Gary V's of the world, right? They are hustlers. The Eric Thomases of the world. These are these are people that's been listening to folks. These are the people that people listen to when they thinking about starting a business or they scared to start the business. These like these are the people that motivate. But none of the, like these guys are like 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 they're amazing business people. But the reality is, that those large brands that I just mentioned, they got these huge support teams. They got accountants. Yep. They they got like data analysts to help them strategically place these things right. So they tell us to take action, and from which is good. That's that's we should. But the, the approach of action taking that that this climate is forcing you to realize is like, yo, if I want to do this over a long term period, I'm going to have some like base. I have to have some basic elements uh, of, 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 of business structure. And I think people are finally learning that business is a different language than than than, than hustle. Yeah. Right. Business is a language of system. And system is is the language of design. Yeah. And I think one of the most profound things that happened to me is that I was able to be introduced to the idea that there are systems to do the things that you're not good at in your business if you yeah. can afford to afford to pay for them, right? Mm-hmm. So so at my whole journey, honestly, like this whole thing, like the expedited thing for me the last two and a half years, honestly, was about 
finding the right systems for myself and for people like like myself so that we could like be able to like kind of breathe with the reality of being entrepreneurs. All right, bring it in, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh. Right, red and blue, I was scared of you. But now I can cheer, cause she doesn't get a spirit of fear. Look, people's laughing, but it ain't funny, see. I can't breathe, so they call me a dummy, plus. We poor cause we ain't got no money So I guess it's safe to say I was a funny poor dummy May not have seemed that way, but that was how I felt People's words hurt worse than my mom's belt On top of all that, I wasn't special ed A special ed cat that still peed in the bed Sheets was yellow and rough, should've been white as silk That's why after 9 o'clock, only water and milk I guess that's why I never got invited to sleepovers I'm so glad that time of my life is over Come on Let the bungos play Let the bungos play uh. I saw your um, I Let saw your music video by the way Oh yeah Yeah So who who who's the writer behind all that? Is that you? Yep See yep. I uh, um, Yeah I, I I write I direct um, you did you did the whole thing. There were some other folks involved though, right? Yeah, yeah. I got I got a cinema I got a cinema cinema photographer to capture it. Yeah. But um everything every everything else I got a, I got an actress um who's also um in the transportation industry. Um um she she does back office work. Um yeah. and and she's young and the whole goal was to like like I've been, you know, ex- ex- showcasing this as far to speak, speak the language of my community. Yeah. Um, um, we've always had an oral tradition and visually speaking, that video showcased van life yeah. and like trying to showcase, yo, like you, with your, how you dress, how you are, can be over the road and you can see these beautiful um, meditative images while you're making money the focus of that that story that's told there is kind of a um it, it kind of touches on like uh dyslexia i think and and, and kind of learning disabilities generally or uh, mm-hmm. is that is that um is that something that you that, that's something that you personally struggle with or yeah half yeah yeah I, and i was alone man I, that's why what you do is so important like most of my life, in all the way up until my thirties, I I felt so alone, yo. Really? And then start searching online, and I found out that over forty percent of all people that start businesses are dyslexic. Yeah, in, in some way, and, yeah. Well, and dyslexia has like multiple forms, and so a lot of them, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs probably suffer in silence because they don't want their brand or their business to appear weakened. And, and, you know, like, I think just somewhere in my growing up or something, I'm, I just realized that like vulnerability was strength. Right. It's painful, but it, it can be painful, but it's strength as well. And, um, that's something I kind of want, like, man, that video, man, I'm, man, I'm, it's, it's, 
it's it's been done a lot. Yeah, when did you put it together? Um, man, this is funny. Was it recent? <laughs> it was recent, wasn't it? Yeah, I released it February the twenty second. Okay. February twenty second. I found the the location for the video as soon as I start expediting. Okay. I, I got I got a load coming from um coming from Chattanooga to like I know I passed through Nashville. I seen Nick and Jack Lake. Ah. I said, man, don't tell me this beautiful thing has been like right around the corner from my house my whole life. That it is, that is, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a that is a cool uh, little part of I twenty four when you go across there. But yeah, you you were clearly off the off of the interstate there, which is something that you can do when you're in a van and not a big truck, right? <laughs> Yeah. And see, that's that's why that's why I really like that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Like, because it's the cargo van is is a versatile vehicle so that your so that your transportation company can be flexible and versatile as well. Right. You don't like expedited lane is completely different, in my opinion, from the FTL lane and it right. gives you flexibility <clears throat> to service your customer but in servicing your customer your poise your patience in the way that you expedite affects the supply chain and I'm really intentional I'm really intentional about letting my audience know that your mental health how you how you are when you drive in your truck, how you present yourself when you drop your loads off, that determines whether or not you're going to get another load from that company. So taking it in, enjoying it, being grateful, listening to quality things, eating the right foods, all of this plays into your pockets. It ain't that it can just be like, oh, it's all about the money. It's, that's a nice idea, right? Your profits is like really important, but yo, if you are not healthy enough to be out here, on the road or shooter for God forbid you pass away. There's no profits to be made. If you're a single, single unit, single person operation, a large portion of the veterans in this space will tell you the number one thing that you need to be an expediter is not speed, but patience. Looking at it from outside, people would people would know that. Because he doesn't give a spirit of fear. First name, notebook, last name, paper. She crying out my soul. First name, nope. That's okay, last though. Name, paper. Cause I'ma walk on the streets of gold. Come on. Crying out my soul. She crying out my soul. Come on. She crying out my soul. Uh, she crying out you can mind Bree, B R E, the Expediter, via his social channels on youtube.com slash Bree, the Expediter on Instagram and on his Facebook page, facebook.com see him enterprise. You'll find the video for the notebook song at the YouTube channel. Thanks to all of you for listening and to Thomas for his time and interest. And whether you're new to trucking business or looking to hone your long established business, you can download the partners in business book noted at the top of the podcast via overdriveonline.com slash P I B. It's a comprehensive guide to running an owner operator business in trucking. Whether leasing to a motor carrier, moving on to getting motor carrier authority, or building a small fleet. 
Again, that's overdriveonline.com slash P-I-B. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the ongoing support of trucker songwriter and Overdrive contributor Paul Marhofer. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive News Editor Matt Cole, Social Media Coordinator Holly Young, and Executive Editor Alex Lockie. Until next time.